this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Last week, the party defeated the skeletal Megazord after a very exciting and very creepy battle on the beach of the New Island. Their path off the beach finally cleared. It's time for our adventures to... Uh... Well, I actually <laughs> am not totally clear on what their plans are here. Uh, what will the party decide they want to do on this island? Will their plans come to fruition? Or will the rest of this season end up being a hilarious comedy of errors that somehow still gets us to an exciting point in the story? Let's find out! <laughs> that hey, one, that one, that one, that <laughs> one. You, I um, think... Sorry, yes. go ahead. Oh, all at once. You told me to remind you to give me inspiration. Yeah, why am I giving you inspiration? Because I, do I decided oh, to yeah. tap into the colonel to figure out where we should head. So at least we have some purpose. Yeah, that was very clever. I like that. So you can have some inspiration. Thanks. Also, uh, I just realized it, it is not currently today when we are recording, but this episode will be released on Christmas Day. So I, I guess Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Which also means that next Next episode will be released on New Year's Day, so we'll do a Happy New Year party for that as well. Oh my um, gosh. That's wow. very stressful for me in my brain, but it's really okay because we're not recording on those days, so it's not that actually that yeah, big a deal. it's okay. Yeah, it's really okay. Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas. No, no. Oh, we're not doing that. No, no, no. We're done with the... We're done. Oh, we're good. We're no, we were, apart, we've done the thing. It's true. Okay. But... Well. When you roll, he's really still going. I hope it's Chris. It feels a little like mystery science. Thank you. Okay, we're done. You allowed also, him to be a bard. You did this too. Yeah, you know you, you did. <laughs> also, I'm now a sick bard. If you can't hear from my voice, yeah, singing while sick. Sorry, I, I mean, couldn't your help. Voice it's really cr- isn't it's Christmas. Come on, that it's not though. It's not. It is Christmas. Oh, it's not. Isn't it technically it- Hanukkah right now? It is. Well, so it happy will be Hanukkah. I was going to say, it will be. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's very uh, late this year. It is very I late. Everything is, is late. very late this year. Like my period. But um, shh, no, just kidding. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what, if, what if that's how you told us you were pregnant? Again? That would be amazing. <laughs> Your face. And the people that I know listening are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right. Uh <laughs> We should make that the reveal. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to reveal, and I don't want anyone to think there is. Bistira, no. did you have something you wanted to bring up? I well, I was gonna say we should like build a metropolis and tree houses and like settle down and have ourselves a little getaway like place and hotel, <laughs> the last refuge, like spa and resort, you know. You turn this island into Bali. Well, I was about to say, exactly. with what treetops, though? We haven't. I mean, we saw some in the distance, but, but no we're trees. Almost, we're at the, the line of the trees, aren't we? Well, you're at the line where the beach sort of begins to end and turn into sort of grassland. There are like wooded areas and forests and stuff a little bit further in, but yeah. Damn. Does that sound like a segue? It, that was like a pretty seamless segue. I've got to say, we've we never needed one before. Job. And I have to say that talking for 30 seconds about the segue a little bit ruins the segue, but uh, we'll you're go a with segue. it. One of those your scooter segues. Cue music. 
my favorite bit ever in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the third time I've done it, though, so I'm not allowed to do it anymore. Sorry. Oh, sad face. Okay, so piles and piles of knoll bones of every shape and size lie strewn about you on this beach. The way ahead seems clear. Sniv unburrows himself from the stand. Uh, from the sand. <laughs> the stand. Uh, we stand the, the sand. <laughs> and pops his head up uh, and, and then the rest of him up and uh, looks around and nods and says, Arr, y'all be a capable bunch. Thank Except you. on the seas. So we're seventh level. I, I didn't hear a thing don't anyone make else me. said because it was all at once. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sniff says, Arr, don't make me change my mind. What are we doing now? And, you know what? Good question. And I'll point to where my heart tells me to go, a.k.a. the direction that back I... Back home? Huh? Back home. Back home? Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Certainly not back on that ship. <laughs> Freeze demise. Um, no, t- toward wherever the colonel is kind of telling me we should go. <gasps> Ooh, is there a colonel? Are we going to meet a colonel? There was the conjurer, so maybe the version of the conjurer on this island's name is the colonel? <laughs> It's actually just Colonel so Sanders. Oh my god. Or mustard. <laughs> oh, you mean or Colonel Mustard. Or Colonel yes. Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> or just mustard? What? Just a can of mustard. Oh my oh god. My god. Oh. It's very wet hot American summer. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Good reference. That. Good reference. All right. What are you, where are you doing? Where are you going? You're pointing. Bria is pointing. Uh, sh- she does, she feels that it's, it's like I said, uh, when you did it a couple weeks ago now, it feels different, uh, but it's definitely something that is key related or node related or Iconium related or something off in the distance. Well, question now. Does there mm. seem to be any source of immediate danger now, now that we've finished this here combat? I mean, no other skeletons are bursting forth from the sands, so relatively speaking, absolutely not. Cool. Uh, can we assume that now, like you said, the path is clear, we can walk straight towards the trees through all of these bones now? <laughs> okay. I'm a, I'm a re- rewind. So you're at the line where the sand turns into grasslands. There are trees distant in the distance. We want to go I towards step the trees. Onto the grass line. I step on the Great. grass. Bria dies. Well, <laughs> sink straight into I a sinkhole. I can eat my chicken now. <laughs> I'll just eat my chicken. Oh my god, it's Leroy Jenkins. Bria is Leroy Jenkins. Well, uh, all right, it's not wrong. <laughs> yes. So you step forward, uh, and and off you all go? Question mark. Yes. 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 Sniv, Sniv is going to go with you for now. Uh, he had sort of took care of, while, while you all fought the first five skeletons, uh, he took care of making sure that the ship was secure uh, and sort of hid provisions in and among some of the sand and rocks down there by the shore. Uh, so it'll be okay for a while, but he sort of doesn't want to be left to his own devices on the Skele Beach. Skeleton, Skelly Beach? Skeleton <laughs> yeah. Beach. The Skelly Beach. Beach. We are Skelly still looking Beach. for a name for this island, so right now Skelly Beach is winning. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> oddly the name of this particular part of this island. There you go. So you all walk, and let me have, uh, as you begin to walk in, let me have all of you make wisdom nature checks. So that is your wisdom modifier... And if you're proficient in nature, add your proficiency bonus. Wisdom nature. I didn't test my dice yet, so I'm just going to do that real quick. I'm not taking like a million advantage. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, okay. While you do that, Kit, how do we do? I'm continuing my streak of only rolling sub 10. Proud of um, you. <laughs> but it's still a 13. Okay. Uh, flick. 
20 adjusted. All right, Bria. I also am a 13. And Bizdira. Eight. Oh. <laughs> so everyone but Bizdira who, uh, Bizdira, what are you doing that is distracting you from noticing this that I'm about to talk about? I am literally planning my spa resort. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, picturing it in my head, being like, we yeah. could have tree houses, we could have a path down to the skeleton beach where we do exfoliations and massages. It'll be great. This well, the is motto the for second... the spa is obviously it's five o'clock somewhere. I know. Of I was course. just going to say this is her second postcard. Yeah. Yes. I love it. All right. Well, while Bizdir is planning that, the other three of you, as you begin to walk towards the trees uh, through this grassy area, you sort of look around and more than that, you listen around and it's quiet. There's no sounds of wildlife. Uh, there's, you know, maybe a breeze sort of uh, every now and again that, that, that rustles through the grass. But uh, you don't spot any wildlife, big or small. I am going to remind my friends and uh, ask a question and see whether we think this is... Um, that the quietness is because of the earthquake and whether in the aftermath of the earthquake that we were told about all of the life on the island has been affected. I think that's legit. What? Yeah, it could be. That was, I was just trying, you know, subtly sneak in there that we had been told there was an earthquake and I'm pretty sure that's why we came here because the Arcanium was destroyed in the earthquake so the node is just kind of hanging out there. <laughs> well, Kit can have inspiration. Huzzah! Yeah, forgot about that. Totally thought we were following the other sister. I mean, she's here too. She is also coming here, but... (laughs) That's my motivation. Clearly, you know where my head's at. Yeah, clearly. I I can't help but picture like a Lion King type thing where all the animals and all the insects and everything is just like surrounding like the node, like waiting patiently for something to happen. You know what? You take inspiration for that. No, no, wait a minute. You want to give her your inspiration? Absolutely not. <laughs> Shocking. All right. So you all you all continue walking. I'll give walking you inspiration for the dagger. <laughs> the more you try to get it from me, the less I want to give it I to you. I was giving up on it. Anyways, moving on. What if she gave you inspiration the next five times I gave her inspiration? That's not how inspiration works. Moving yeah. on. So... You all continue to walk, and, you know, there's, it's sort of, it's grasslands, it's rolling, soft rolling hills, but it's quiet, and it's, it's, you know, not as quiet as the tunnels that you traveled to the boat were, or the ship were, because there was no sort of, you know, breeze or anything else out there, but here, it's just quiet. Sounds like a great place for um, a spa. And you right? Can, yeah, I guess so. And you can you can see as you crest a few more hills and you walk for, you know, the better part of, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour maybe, uh, continuing to follow that little kernel that, that Bria feels. You can see that uh, a little ways ahead, a little further yet ahead of you, maybe another half hour ahead of you, uh, the trees that you could see, there's this sort of very sharply delineated tree line uh, that's like if you're walking straight ahead, it like it's down a little ways and sort of off to the right. So this forest, whatever it is, is sort of to your right, and then the rest is just sort of grassland and rolling hills. You gonna say something, Flick? No, uh, no, go. Okay. Uh, so as you continue walking, let me have everybody make one more set of uh, wisdom nature checks, please. Oh no, Flick, a seventeen. Bria, six. Bizdira, seven. And Kit. 23. Hey, Kit. Wait, I want to tell you why I'm distracted. Oh, okay. Yes. Tell me why you're distracted. Because I noticed that it was quiet and then Bizdira's ideas are starting to sound really good to me. So I (laughs) am now helping her. 
to plan. Yes. We're like, we're like brainstorming how we're going to market it and like the color schemes. I want to know the name by the end of this episode. Working on it. Kit. It's five o'clock somewhere. We already decided. Oh, right. We already did that. That's right. Uh, Kit, you, as you keep walking and you sort of, you know, your senses are on high alert because this is obviously, something about this is obviously weird. You begin to smell something. And it starts as just something, right? That just sort of wafts by on an errant breeze. But it becomes a little more persistent and just a little stronger. It's not like an overwhelming scent. None of your friends notice it. Something just doesn't smell right. And you pass, you know, some little, some like low to the ground sort of shrubs and bushes and things. And eventually you you sort of, you pause really quick and you, you get a little closer up to one of these shrubs and you can just see underneath the the sort of outer covering of the stems and the branches and and the the sort of you know more wooden parts of this shrub you can see that underneath that outer layer there is something black and and sickly green on the inside these little spots and they are maybe the source of the smell or or maybe they're part of it. They're in some way related to whatever it is that you are smelling on this breeze. And it smells like, I don't, I'm going to say like rot and decay, but I don't mean like decomposing body. I just mean like, you know, earthy, loamy, but but somehow a little sharper and a little wrong, right? Like a compost pile? Kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Something more along those lines. Like if you leave vegetables in the trash for too long? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Great. I am going to, I'm going to stop and I want to take a look at one of the bushes. But first I want to ask my friends if, Mm -hmm. do any of you smell anything weird? Flick will uh, lift up his armpit and say, "Mm, no, nothing over here. First of all, boo. Second of all, you almost certainly smell terrible. Absolutely, I do. (laughs) So then he'll say, sorry. (laughs) Um, can I take a closer look at the bushes? Maybe like trimming away some of the outer ones. Out yeah, of totally. Good looking leaves. Yeah, definitely. You can sort of prune in a little bit. Why don't you? Uh, I mean, the check was good, uh, but let's just see how much more you can do this time. Since you're looking a little more closely and specifically, why don't you give me an intelli- like a regular an intelli- intelligence nature check? Can I hand her her scalpel? You have a scalpel. That's sort of horrifying. <laughs> How'd we do, Kit? Um, not as good. Only a 10. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, you sort of trim some of it away, and you, you find a particularly large, uh, patch of this blackish green, whatever it is underneath, and, and on this, the, the biggest spot that you can find is maybe the size of, like, a nickel, right? It's really just little, little tiny spots most of the places, and, and then this one spot that's a little bit bigger. But you sort of, you know, you look at it, you maybe... I, I'm assuming it being you, you don't touch it, but maybe you poke something onto it and it just, it feels soft. It feels sort of squishy mm-hmm. and, and like some sort of, it, it almost reminds you maybe of some sort of like disease or blight or, or maybe like insect infestation. Although you see no other sign of bugs or, or pests or anything on this plant. Okay. I want to keep, the leaf. I think maybe I have a 
glass thing I can put it in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've established that you have, like, potion jars and alchemical stuff and things like that. So, yeah, that's fine. Great. I want to do that. Um, and then I'm going to yep. tell my friends, I have a bad feeling about this place, guys. <laughs> and Me too. Are, are there a lot of bushes around like this now that she's pointed them out? No. I, there's a few. You could certainly find another, but there's not. I mean, no, at this point, it's still pretty open. I would like to fashion something to put over my nose to, like, tie it like a bandana or something to tie around my face. Sure, sure. The band, the, the bandit's Bria. So we'll say that you've got a pretty, like, good-sized cutting of this uh, shrub in your jar, just so that, like, you could preserve some of the outside, you know, some of the stuff around this blighted dot. So yeah, you've got that collected. Well, I wonder if that entire forest is covered with it. I mean, we won't know unless we go up there, but I wonder if that's, you know, enough reason to not go to the forest. Is the Yeah, well, that's we, what I was wondering. Is the colonel pointing us towards the forest, though? Um, at the moment, it's pointing you sort of straight ahead, so you'll skirt just, you'll basically just skirt the edge of the forest at this point, uh, and actually sort of follow the line of the forest, at least as far as you can see right now. Great. So let's do that And what's on, what's on the other side? Is that still coast? Yeah, uh, just grasslands at this oh, point. You grass. guys are a little okay. ways inland, so it's, you know, you're getting further from the coast, but yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously the the reasoning behind going into the forest is that there's more shelter, more, you know, all that kind of stuff, and like life, hopefully, but maybe there's not. Should we just keep going towards the colonel and go to the edge? I kind of just so. want to keep following that until something gets in our way. Okay, that's I fine. I agree. Straight line. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So straight on you go. <clears throat> you travel about another half hour and you get to uh, the beginning of the forest. So now, you know, two y'all's right as you travel, there is sort of this, and again, very like clearly delineated starting point of this forest, border of this forest. Uh, but ahead of you, you can keep going in a straight line and you'll stay out sort of in the grasslands area. So, you know, about two, maybe three hours in to the, the trek, and let me have all of you make wisdom perception checks, please. I will take passives if you're all like crap, but okay. not a natural one. You're going to take Bria. my passive. 14 okay. is my passive. Okay. Bizdeer? My passive is 12. <laughs> Kit? I rolled a 16, but you know my passive. <laughs> I do. It's 18. And uh, Flick? A 19. All right. Mm. Um, Kit, at, what was, Bria, what's your passive? 14? 14. Okay. So uh, Kit and Flick, you two hear something uh, coming from just past the next hill, uh, and it is the sound of, and they've, you, they've some distance yet, which is why your, your your other two friends didn't hear them, but it's the sound of a lot of footsteps coming towards you, like a, like a lot of footsteps. Uh, should we duck into the forest? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to ask I'm gonna give all, a of whiff, my, though. all of my friends to also bandana themselves, please. All right. We all have things that Kay. we can do that with, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll put a little Sounds bandana is, like, over her mask. My mask. Oh, I went for over. Uh, I, I think it's under, cuter but over. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it over my mask. Definitely over. <laughs> Definitely over. Um, all right. So you all create, the, you step into the into the trees. Uh, are you trying to hide yourselves or just sort of get out of the line of what you, yes, I'm you're hiding. trying to hide yourselves. Hide. Go ahead and write. Uh, go, right. go ahead and make dexterity stealth checks. Uh, yeah. I have Bizdira. not rolled above an eight. Oh, uh, that is an 11. Thank okay. God I have a good stealth. <laughs> Kit. 16. Bria. 20. And Flick. A five. Oof. <laughs> Flick runs into a tree. Uh, Red is hard to hide out. in green. He well, the problem is the bandana that he put over his mouth also covered his eyes. <laughs> he was in a rush. 
Uh, okay, that's fine. I, I shall take those numbers under advisement. Um, so you all uh, hide in the trees, and eventually, Bria and Bizdiri, you two as well, begin to hear these sort of mar- these marching footsteps, and it, it sounds like a lot of them. And cresting the rise, uh, not too long after, are you staying within view of the of of the grasslands? I want to be able to see going what's going to come. Okay. Yeah. I assumed, yes. but I shouldn't have assumed. So yes. Okay, great. So after a few minutes cresting the rise and coming into view, uh, the first thing that you see is the top of what looks like a heavily armored person. Uh, they've got this this metal helm with like this red feathered like, you know, mohawk plume whatever on top of the thing. And as you begin to see more of them coming over the rise you can see that they've got this metal breastplate on. Let me have each of you make another set of wisdom perception checks real quick to see how much detail you're able to pick out. Kit. 20 adjusted. Nice. Bazira. 13. Okay, Bria. 8. And oh, I'll take your 12, but... Or your 14. 14. No, your 14. Yeah, and Flick. Well, I rolled a natural 1, but it's still a 7. Okay. Um, so, Kit, you're the only one who sort of notices there's something off about this person. And the first thing that sort of tips you off that there's something off about this person is that you realize that what you thought was sort of some sort of strange, like, flesh-colored necklace or something, uh, like amulet or something, is actually this person's enormously long and unfurled tongue that just sort of, like, hangs out of their mouth uh, and occasionally sort of whips around and... And yes, it's yes, all of the faces that you're making. That's so gross. Yeah. Uh, it gets worse. So as this creature begins to crest the rise, you eventually realize that it's riding something. Uh, like it's mounted on something. And you begin to see a saddle uh, begin to appear, which, which makes sense. But then everything else you see after that is appalling to your sensibilities. The f- next thing that you see is what looks like a humanoid skull sort of begin to rear up. And as more of this creature, as more of this creature is revealed, you see what looks like it used to be some sort of humanoid creature that is now sort of elongated. Its its limbs and its fingers and its toes have elongated, and its spine has sort of flattened out to, to, to create a place for this saddle. And it, it walks, it looks like it's like a person walking on its hands and knees, but its physiology has changed enough to make it uh, a reasonable place to sit and put a saddle on. This just makes me think of, like, nightmare human centipede, even, like, times a billion. I hate this. This is the worst thing. Horrifying. I can't talk. (laughs) You can't what? Talk. She can't talk. Oh, yeah, it's it's horrifying. Um, I want to... Oh, God. I think that I am so freaked out by these people, and I heard Flick run into that tree, and <laughs> I am going to cast Pass Without Trace on all of us right there. That these is... things are creepy AF. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't already have inspiration, that's the smartest thing. Y- yes. Uh, so I could the use sh- a rest before we fight something. <laughs> the shadows just Im- immediately snap around you all and, and sort of increase your your uh, cover and increase your hiding 
ability, and it's a good thing that they did because not far behind that mounted creature come phalanxes of what are very clearly undead. Dozens of them marching behind this creature. Some of them skeletons, some of them more more akin to zombies, uh, and, and this this stench. Very similar, though not exactly the same, but similar to what you were smelling before, Kit, just is almost overwhelming. I need all of you to make constitution saving throws, please. You can have advantage since you covered your uh, noses with bandanas. Oh, no. Oh, God. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. Happy holidays. Happy third night of Hanukkah, if that's a thing you do. Merry Christmas, if that's a thing you do. Whatever you do or don't observe, we want to wish all of you a very, very happy holiday season. May it be filled with whatever it is that makes you happiest, which obviously involves at least a few natural 20s. Okay, uh, on with the announcements. First of all, not first, we already did it first. Second of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be rip-roaring if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone that we do still have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash d ND Last Refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much, much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on the program and a list of all of the creators that we are patronizing are available on our Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you so much to our honorary party members, Tanya, Sir Mox the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot, to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and since it is the last episode of the month, to our Shimmer Scale council members, Sabria Alston, Nat Rose, Tony A. Ellis, The Geekery, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Veripio, Kin, Jacob Finkel, and Sam Ellis. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at battlebards.com. We also have been using Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites. Be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Eldritch Foundry, of course, is an up-and-coming customizable 3D miniatures company that prints your dream mini in extremely high detail. Listeners of The Last Refuge can support our show and get 10% off your entire order from eldritchfoundry.com by entering the code LASTREFUGE, that's L-A-S-T-R-E-F-U-G-E, all one word, at checkout. We have a very special acknowledgement and thank you to give this week. In the second half of this episode, you all are going to meet a new NPC named Mox, named, by the way, for one of our honorary party member patrons, Sir Mox the Magnificent. Mox is a warforged who has a disability. He is an ambulatory wheelchair user. When he came to this world, 
world from Eberron, he was only able to bring so much with him, and over time, without the proper materials to perform regular maintenance on himself, he's developed a chronic condition of sorts that makes it difficult for him to stand or walk for long periods of time. When story consultant Robert and I decided we wanted to introduce a disabled character into the story, I knew that I needed to reach out and consult with someone who has experienced a similar disability firsthand. Samwise Gamgee was an invaluable consultant, and I cannot thank them enough for their experience and their assistance, both in helping to make Mox as accurate a representation of a person with a disability as possible, but also in giving me all sorts of ideas for other NPCs that we'll hopefully introduce later on. If you don't already, you should absolutely follow Sam on Twitter at at the Sam Wisest. They're also a co-producer at Heroes Without Limits, a TTRPG channel promoting representation of disabled, chronically ill, and neurodivergent players and PCs, and you should follow them on Twitter as well at at H without limits. Now, in lieu of direct payment for their consulting work, Sam requested that the show make a donation to Able Gamers, an awesome organization that utilizes fun to bring inclusion and improved quality of life for people with disabilities through the power of gaming. We are more than happy to support Able Gamers, and if you all would like to do so as well, you can check out their website, ablegamers.com, or find them on Twitter at at ablegamers. Once again, Sam, thank you so much for your help with Mox. I really hope that I was able to listen and take in everything that we talked about and have managed to shape a respectful and accurate representation of a disabled NPC. As many of you may be aware, we held a couple of polls on Twitter to have you all help us name Sniv's ship, the ship that the party sailed on to get to the new island. Well, the results are in... Actually, they've they've been in for a while, but with all this time traveling we do with these episodes, it was sort of weird to announce it before now. Anyway, we are very happy, and I am very relieved, to report that the name of the ship is Sniver Me Timbers, submitted by listener and fan James Klontz. Thanks for the suggestion, James, and thanks to everyone who voted. Finally, I have a public apology to make this week here in the break. Our very own Karin, who plays Kit, had a birthday a few weeks ago, and because I'm kind of garbage at remembering that sort of thing, and to be fair, because she doesn't have her birthday listed on Facebook, I never gave her a proper happy birthday shout-out on the show. So, with an extra heaping of love and contrition, happy, happy birthday, Karin. And since we're doing birthday shout-outs, Lydia, who plays Bizdira, also just had a birthday a few days ago, so happiest of wishes to you as well. I, for one, am very, very glad that you were both born. Okay, I think that's all the announcements we've got for you this week. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. And of course, happy gaming, y'all. Oh, no. We'll get to you last. Bria. Well, one of them was a one. Okay, but you have advantage. Uh-huh. And that one with my added is a four. Oh, my so God. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use my evasion to evade. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I'm vomiting everywhere. And cool, I vomit cool. more because it sticks to my mask, and then it, like, gets on God. me, and so it just, like, everything, oh, it's why? all gone. I am <laughs> so sorry, listeners, that you had no <laughs> warning before that happened. You can put an uh, advisory <laughs> warning at the beginning of this. <laughs> I might have to. Bizdira. Ten. Okay. Oh, boy, y'all. Flick. I rolled two fours. <laughs> Kit. Six. Oh, I, I, all I, of us you, are very overwhelmed. You have to and roll it's always for Sniff constitution too. saves for you all. It's Oh, I do have to roll for Sniff. It's always constitution saves with you all. You're we have very weak tummies. Sniff crit. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate. Appropriate.
appropriate. You um, know what? Okay. I think it's still too soon since we got off the boat. <laughs> yeah. So you all are not having a good time of it. Fortunately, the uh, the the bonuses of the shadow and the quiet of Pass Without Trace sort of muffle your heaving sounds. Uh, but you all are poisoned until further notice. Uh, you all have the poisoned condition. That's and well, this... that's actions, reactions. No, that's uh, disadvantage on ability checks and uh, attack rolls. Okay, great. Thank you. So this phalanx of undead led by that horrifying creature uh, continue to march by, and there are dozens of following undead. Well, I guess we know what one of the key's uh, magic type is. (laughs) Which I have to give credit to Mike, because he called it like two weeks ago. (laughs) Well, I was going to say that this... The little rotting, whatever that you just found, that's the first thing I thought of, too. Can we try to, as they get closer to us, try to listen to see if we can understand anything that they're saying? Oh, they're not saying anything. They're just... It is as creepy as it is to look at. It's just as creepy to listen to, because except for their footsteps, they are completely silent. Like the army of the dead in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah much like that. Anyway, they eventually pass you by uh, and continue on in the opposite direction, the direction from which you all came, essentially, towards they the They want beach. our ship. Do you say that out loud, Bria? I whisper it, yes. Okay. Or I'll, Sniff I'll, is... I'll, I'll mouth, I'll, like, do hand signals, which I was gonna try to explain, and then I was like, this is an audio recording, so... <laughs> Well, Sniv is very concerned by that, but definitely also, like, doesn't really want to go back to deal with all of that. So he doesn't really know what to do. I just thought I would point out that he's very upset. We'll Poor figure it out. Sniv. Now that they have passed and the sound of their footsteps is beginning to recede back towards the beach. I know I've done this a lot this episode, but I need another set of wisdom perception checks, please. There we go. About fucking time I found a good oh, die. God. <laughs> nope. What'd you get, Vizdira? 18. Okay, Priya. Me too, 18. All right. A flick? Uh, 21. We're very perceptive. Ah. All right. And Kit. Are you doing passive? <laughs> sure. 18. Okay. So you all hear, uh, you all hear something. It's been so quiet that your eye, that your ears are sort of tuned to, to any sort of noise, particularly in the forest. And you hear, uh, some rustling in the branches and the leaves here in the forest. Uh, and you all, of course, snap around to look at what you heard. Uh, but you don't see anything except you eventually realize that you do, in fact, see a little bunny, which is only notable because it's the first creature that you have seen. <laughs> oh my god, all of our faces were so happy except Bazdira. We all went, bunny! And she got super doubtful. <laughs> she was like, oh. I am super suspicious bunny? of everything. Like, Bazdira has pulled out her dagger, by the way. She just has it in her hand. Like, she's. She's no. <laughs> this is about this is to an be like of death. this is about to be like Cujo Bunny, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? As this, is, <laughs> this is Monty Python and the Holy Grail Bunny. No. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, not Cujo, yeah. but that the yeah. yeah. As much as as much as it pains Sharp me to uh, to reinforce Bizdira's paranoia. You all turn and look at this bunny, and and I think your reactions are exactly as we just saw, which is that three of you are excited and one of you is suspicious. <laughs> but I think the suspicion begins to spread when the bunny seems to act like a totally normal bunny. But what you hear are these weird, as it moves around, these whirring clicks and 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 whirs and weird, almost mechanical sounds. I hate this island. <laughs> <laughs> 
It Wait, is, no, it's this just might like the be first a good floor thing. of the temple. All yeah. Over again. This might be our contact. Yeah. I immediately think of the Robert enclave. and, yeah, and the things, like the mechanical things we saw on the other island. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe they found us. Hi, Bunny. Yeah, I don't get that. I get death. <laughs> again, appropriate. <laughs> and terrible yeah. bombs exploding. Is it? Is it just watching us? What's it doing? Uh, why don't you all make wisdom insight checks? That's a good question. Bria. Seven. Bunny is cute. <laughs> it's a bunny! Kit. Fifteen. Flick. An eighteen. And Bizdira. Bizdira's a five. She just wants to see this thing dead. <laughs> Bizdira and Bria, for what it's worth, as you watch it, it, its actions do not appear unusual to a normal bunny in any way. It doesn't seem to be paying any particular attention to you. It doesn't whatever. Uh, Flick and Kit, it's definitely paying particular attention to you guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Kit and give her the signal with my finger and I'm gonna creep on just a little bit closer to the bunny. I'm gonna nod to Flick and I'm going to creep. And we still have I still have pass without trace, so we are creeping very well. You absolutely. So uh, go ahead and roll dexterity cell checks and add that extra plus ten. Everyone now, or just the clear, two of them? Just the two of them. And to be clear, also, it has spotted you all, but this is, you know, whether it notices, whether you move forward slowly and quietly enough that it actually notices you're approaching. Uh, uh, Kit, what'd you get? 22. And Flick? A 21. All right. You're very sneaky. You manage to get pretty close to it. As you get closer to it, you begin to see uh, that it really does look like a normal bunny, except its eyes. Its eyes uh, sort of glow with this little blue internal light, and you can almost see something, like, turning behind each eye. Cool. I don't really know if Flick would know what that means, but I think I do, which is fine. <laughs> is it is it staying where it is? I mean, it's obviously moving around like a bunny. But... I mean, it's, yeah, it's moving around. It's, like, nibbling at things in the dirt. It's But but you two with your inside checks can tell that, like, wherever it moves around, it always just very casually happens to position itself in such a way that it can keep an eye on, on well, I guess on Bri and Bizdira at this point. I'm going to say hi to the bunny. I was about to say, I'm, I want to say <laughs> something to it. I want to say, like, <laughs> I was going to come up with Greetings. something stupid and clever. <laughs> no, but I was I just want to say, if you can hear us, say something. <laughs> Okay, and Bria, what are you doing? Hi, Bunny. <laughs> Great. So the two of you, one of you from hidden shadows, begin to speak to the bunny. The bunny bolts. I want to go after the bunny. <laughs> yes, by all means, chase the bunny. Okay. I do. Let's I want to go, go. the bunny. All right. This is hilarious and adorable. <laughs> this is hilarious and adorable. You all are chasing the bunny through the woods. Oh, God. We're going to get am, so lost. I am, like, behind everybody, like keeping up with them, keeping in my sight, but I'm not getting closer to that bunny unless it attacks. <laughs> you all make it like maybe 30, 45 feet and the bunny just all of a sudden very abruptly just stops. I stop. Okay. And it turns around and looks very directly at all of you with its sort of crystal blue eyes and it sort of cocks its head and then it shakes its head and its big long ears sort of flop side to side and the uh, the bunny begins to grow, change, move, morph, unclear. Very similar though, oh actually, maybe it doesn't do any of those things. Kit, when you wild shape, what does it look like? What an excellent question. I imagine that it happens like pretty quickly. Do you like, just like a poof? blink and you miss it sort of thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess if you were paying close attention, yeah, you would see either like my features like shrinking or like enlarging or like limbs grow like you like it 
seems to happen instantaneously, I mm-hmm. think. But if you slow it down millisecond by millisecond, it's like a, a like shifting of like each individual like part of my body. Sure. Well, you all have seen Kit do that, or Kit, you've experienced it a million times at this point. And that's what this bunny does. It does that. Except that when it's done, what is uh, in front of you is... Well, it's a it's a creature, a humanoid creature. It has some similarities to Robert and the other constructs in the Arcanium back on TLR, but it's definitely not the same. This humanoid seems to be made partly in parts of metal, but you also see that there are very clearly parts that look like they're made of some sort of wood. Uh, these, like, root-like cords uh, that sort of look like maybe they're meant to model muscles underneath the metal sort of armor skin of this thing. And its eyes are sort of this crystal blue, these clear two crystal blue things uh, set in its head. And it, uh, as it finishes transforming, it's seated in what looks sort of like uh, a Uh, a chair of some sorts, uh, but instead of legs, the chair has two wheels on either side. And so this this creature is sort of seated uh, in this chair. You can see that it is not, the chair is not a part of it, but it is much like your items, Kit, when you wild shape. uh, It became a part of its wild shaped form. And it sort of sits there staring at you all for a brief moment, its head cocked extremely like the bunny that you just saw, which of course makes sense, but is still somewhat odd to see. And after just a moment, it says, uh, whoa, sorry. Um, guess I didn't need to run. Bunny instincts, you know how it is. Hi, what's your name? (laughs) I do know how it is. (laughs) I thought you might. I, uh, Kit, I assume, right? Yes. Hello. Uh Hi. Uh, What is your name? (laughs) Oh, sorry, so sorry. I'm Mox. Uh... Let's see, Kit, which means that you're Flick. That's me. And which one of you's Bria and which one's Bizdira? Bizdira just holds up her dagger. <laughs> well, that couldn't have been clear. Cool. Turns he uh, he turns to to Bria and says, "Hi, Bria. Hi, Bunny. Did you say Bunny or Buddy? Because I don't like Buddy. Bunny. I said Bunny. Great. Cool. That'll work. No. Uh, you realize though that I'm not actually a a bunny. I'm. I'm a warforged who looked like a bunny for a little while. We're so glad to have found you. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I found you too. Uh, just in the nick of time, it seemed. Did you see that army? Did we? Yeah. Things have gotten... Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, do you know what they're up to? Uh, no, but I can't imagine it's good. I'm scared that they're heading back to our ship. Uh, yeah, well, that, that would track. Do you think they sense we were here or no? I mean... Maybe. Uh, did you all, like, touch anything or run into anything when you arrived? Um, we may have found some We may have broken things. a few bones. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky sort of cocks his head and uh, goes, I don't know what that means, but I have a feeling it's more literal than not. So, uh, yeah, it's possible that they're aware of your arrival. What is the leader of that army? Oh, uh, you mean the leader of that group that we just saw? Uh, some sort of ghoul, I think. Smarter than the average one, though, as far as I can tell. But, um, ah, uh, well, let's just say I don't think he's the top of the, uh, so-called food chain. Look, we should, uh, we should talk, but maybe, maybe not here. Uh, do you all want to follow me? Yeah, but is our no. ship yes. gonna be safe? Can you ask one of your people to hide our ship or something? I am flattered, but also confused about how you think I can hide a ship that carried the five of you across an ocean. Worst case scenario, there's tunnels back to TLR. But I have a more pressing question. You are part of the Enclave, yes? Oh, right, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, what was I'm, our code I'm your contact word? Does here. anyone remember? Butter, oh, uh, nutter butt squash? Nutter, nutter butt, butt squash. squash. <laughs> but he says, yes. 
he says, oh, yes, uh, of course. Um, oh, God, what was it? Uh, oh, nutter butt squash. Okay. Flick will clap his hands. The zero uh, right. will put anyway. her dagger away. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't, uh, I can't really speak to the safety of your vessel. And he sort of looks at Sniv and says, um, I'll cross my fingers for you, but I can't, there's not a whole lot I can do. I can promise you that I can find a way for you all to get back if you lose the ship. But unless you have any ideas, uh, well, I don't. I'm okay with that. Sniv looks extremely but hurt by that comment. Distraught. There are other ships in the sea, my dear Sniv. I've literally never seen one anywhere, but... (laughs) (laughs) And I I put my hand on Sniv's shoulder and I say, The ship is not worth your life. We can always build another one, and if we build it, then it's going to be more special because we built it instead of we just got it from somebody. But we spent all that time deciding on the interwebs what it was going to be named. (laughs) And we'll call the next one... Hashtag two. Whatever the name is, hashtag two. Oh my goodness. I'm ready to follow. Yeah, let's um, go. Okay, all right. Sniv is very dejected about the whole thing. Sorry, but, buddy. Um, uh, so Lucky uh, begins to, to lead you all into the forest. Uh, occasionally, sort of, uh, you can see that there's a somewhat of a path uh, that Lucky's following. Occasionally, he has to uh, uh, wheel himself around. Uh, some fallen branches and things like that, but you can you can always tell sort of where he's headed. Kit, why don't you make me another either wisdom or intelligence nature check? Actually, no, make this one a wisdom nature check. Okay. Since you carefully studied. 19. So you see, as you walk through this forest, you see more and more of those spots, and the smell is becoming just a little bit stronger. Uh, whereas before, the largest spot you could find was about the size of a nickel. Now the smallest one that you can find is about the size of a nickel. Uh, and the bigger ones are closer to the size of a quarter. Uh, whatever it is seems to be worse here, uh, you know, an hour or so down down the road from where you first started your observations. Cool. I want to ask, so what's up with all the plants here? And I take out my cutting and show it to him. Uh, he sort of, he glances over his shoulder at it and says, Ooh, oh, why would you keep that? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, um, well, uh... I'll explain when we get to where we're going, but um, I think it has something to do with uh, what's going on uh, at the center of the island. Uh, oh, oh, here we are. Uh, and he sort of gestures ahead of him. And you can see where uh, a tree has been sort of uprooted and fell over onto its side. Uh, but it's sort of held up at an angle between two other trees. So it forms this sort of like little bit of a shelter overhang. And on top of it have been laid various branches and things to sort of expand the uh, expand the shelter that is formed by this thing. It's also pretty well camouflaged. Uh, and obviously, uh, obviously a uh, a blind so that you can't really see anything that's in it from any sort of distance in the forest. And so he goes in and uh, gestures for you all to follow. I do. Me too. Me three. I'll go in last. All right. Uh, well, and Sniv will be dejectedly going in along with you all at some point as well. I'll tell him yeah, at no, some I'll, point. I'll make sure I'll push Sniv in front of me. I'll tell him at some point. I'm going to try to lie to him and say... I'm not sure about this, but I heard that ghouls are afraid of the water, so maybe they won't touch the ship. Arr, we can hope. 
and thank you for the kind words, Bria. So once you all get settled, uh, Lucky sort of turns to you all and says, Well, uh, I mean, I've got a lot to say, but I don't know. Where do you all want me to start? What's this place called? <laughs> oh, we don't we don't really have a, a name for it. We've got a numerical designation, but it's, uh, well, it seems a little impersonal to me. Uh, I suppose y'all can name it whatever you want. We'll ask the interwebs. Oh, God, no, no we please won't. <laughs> I was going to say, can we call it the first refuge? <laughs> but it's or the middle refuge. <laughs> but it's not. But how did you? The eastern refuge. <laughs> I mean, in my DM notes, I call it Tiefling One because it's the first island that the Tieflings were on. But that's neither here nor there. Right. Also, the Knoll bones were here, so I was thinking like Knoll Island sounded kind of cool. Well, I, we'll test it out. We'll see kind of what we learn here. Yeah, all right, great. Yeah. I like it. it. Says, well, that was. Uh, oh no, that's that's Sniv's voice. Uh, well, that was uh, that was an easy way to start. Kind of a kind of a softball first question. Uh, where should we go from here? Did the sister get? here our sister ah, right i assume i'm sorry what <laughs> nothing <laughs> the other like asmar. sister the other asmar we all all sister, asmars call each other sister even i if need evil. you to make a charisma deception check madam <laughs> <laughs> they're helping me so i'm gonna roll with advantage the, and what he kicks us they out are helping immediately? Me. These girls are helping me. They every single person. Was... I think we were hurting it. Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, which one's been? Worse I just then? have to be honest. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Nineteen. He doesn't believe you. I'll just go ahead and tell you. He got a twenty-one on his insight check. Sister. Uh, right. Obviously, you mean the sister of the the tieflings that have been causing so much trouble. Uh, who's not obviously a sister because she's not... Whatever. Yeah, she's here. She, uh, well, she got here, oh, I don't know, several days ago, and she was captured almost immediately. Yes. Captured by you guys? Uh, no, no, we're not really... I don't know if you were told this by anyone back on your island, but we don't really do the interference thing as much as possible. Yeah, we heard. So who is she captured by? Um, some, uh scary skeletal magic dude. Uh, Look, let me start from the beginning. So, a while back, there was an earthquake, which I think you all heard about. I think we sent word of that. Uh, So that earthquake happened, and a lot of folks here on this island died. A lot of structures collapsed, and forests were destroyed. And it really was a bad situation all around. Uh, In fact, the, uh, the Arcanium at the center of the island was almost completely leveled to the ground in the earthquake. It was it was not good. What caused the earthquake? Uh, well, that we're not really sure about. We've definitely never seen one of that magnitude before, certainly not all the way out here, so we're still sort of looking into that. I'll, I'll let you know if we find anything. So, yeah, uh, the earthquake happened, lots of folks died, uh, not great. Uh, then things started getting weird. Um... Uh, Kid, I, I, you've already obviously noticed, but the wildlife here started uh, getting sick and dying. Uh, signs of necrosis, sort of all over the place. Uh, and then your, <clears throat> the, <clears throat> uh, well, the Azamar uh, showed up, and uh, like said, she was captured almost immediately. It almost seemed like. Uh, they knew she was coming, but she was taken to the Arcanium, or what's left of it, at the center of the island. I can't really say much more than that, other than that, uh, 
because, uh, you know, we haven't wanted to or been able to get super close, but um, she was definitely captured by the leader of all of these undead, at least as far as we've been able to tell. Some sort of skeletal figure, definitely a powerful magic user, uh, definitely in charge of most, if not all, of the other undead around here. The only bits of information that we've been able to collect is uh, he wants something from your sister, uh, from the Azamar. Uh, not sure what it is. Uh, she doesn't seem to be giving it to him, which is a little confusing because uh, I just don't totally understand why he hasn't just taken it. He's obviously got her in a bit of a bind, no pun intended. You know, seems like beyond that, uh, typical undead evil dude stuff. Wants to, you know, create an undead world that he can rule over, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's sort of what we know at this point uh, about her and about him. Do you have a rough estimate of how many undead there are on the island? I mean, a lot. Just just about everybody. You know, uh, we weren't watching super closely at the time, but by the time we got here before the earthquake, uh, that group of tieflings and this Azamar had already been through on their strange crusade, and they they killed a lot of people as they quested for whatever it was they were trying to get. Uh, I assume the keys to the Arcanium. Uh, so there was already a lot of... Uh, a lot of death around here, ripe for the raising. The earthquake just sort of sealed the deal, and then whatever it is that's caused this uh, necromantic energy to be pulsing. We think it's coming from the exposed node at the Arcanium, but we can't really be sure why the node would be acting like that. Well, it might be broken. Uh, I'll also just give you all a heads up. Uh, we have mostly uh, kept our agents that are not warforged like me off the surface because uh, anything that's too organic uh, sort of has a rough time of it up here the longer they stay. Uh, I'm sure you all will be fine, uh, but just uh, just a heads up. Great. What? So we need to not be here for very long. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, yeah, that's that's why I'm here. <laughs> Are you planning well, to come with us, or is this like your home base? Do you have a way to communicate with us like the Conjurer did? Uh, he says, oh, yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, not quite the same way that your contact uh, on your previous island did, but uh, give me just a minute. Uh, and he goes over uh, to some sort of low-set shelving uh, that's just right at the right height for him in his chair, and he uh, sort of roots around. There's a ton of crap on this shelf, uh, but he sort of roots around in it, uh, and eventually he pulls out these two sort of fairly innocuous-looking stones, uh, and he brings them over to you all and uh, hands one of them, I think, to Kit, because he feels sort of kindred to Kit uh, as a fellow druid, uh, and he says, right, uh, so these will replicate uh, the spell uh, that your contact back on uh, your previous island uh, used to get in touch with you all. Uh, unfortunately, since I can't cast the spell myself, we're sort of limited to these stones, and they can only uh, cast that spell once a day. So uh, we'll keep in touch as much as we can, uh, but just be aware of that limitation. For the most part, I'm going to try and stick to this uh, little home base that I've created here above ground. Uh, so if you, you know, need to come back by this way, uh, good chance you'll find me here, no promises, but I'll do my best to be here when I can. That sounds good to me. 
any yeah. other questions I can try and answer? I, uh, How oof. far away is the Arcanium from us right now? Uh, well, we're still a ways out. Uh, you'll always be able to tell if you're indeed going the right direction, because uh, this, and he sort of points to some of the necrosi, the necrotic blemishes on the trees around him, just gets worse and worse the closer you get. Uh, I'd say it's probably a couple of days travel from here. Can you draw me a rough map? He says, I can try. Uh, not really my forte, but I'll do my best. Okay. Or he can describe it to me and we can make it like a police drawing. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, yeah, well, maybe that's better. You uh, you maybe have a little more artistic talent than I do. Cartographic talent, as it were. I'll, uh, I'll put my tongue on the tip of my pen before I start drawing to make it very clear that I'm very good at this. Ah, yes, that's, that's <laughs> definitely how you can tell. <laughs> I do think that we should hurry mm-hmm. in this island, but I also think that we could use a good day's rest before we get started with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, we need... Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn to Lucky rest as he's working with Bria. He? he I, yes. 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 He is working with Bria on the map and say, uh, do you think this is a safe enough place for all of us to take a little bit of refuge for the night? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I made sure we're provisioned up. I've got everything you all can need. You're always welcome to stay here. Pretty well hidden from the outside. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, being a Warforged, even one who hasn't been able to keep up the old functions as best as he would like being away from home for so long, uh, but it still does have its advantages, uh, so I can be on guard, uh, I just need to power down, but I remain aware of everything around me, so, uh, you all can get some rest and not have to worry. Well, that's Fantastic. good to hear. Um, Thank you. I think now uh. Flick is just thinking what exactly we need to do next. We just head to the Arcanium? Yeah. Well, I think we need to revisit the... Like, the purpose and our, our overall plan of what we want to do while we're here. As do I, and I look forward to that discussion next week, because that's <laughs> where we're going to leave it for this week. Hey, it's one of our few episodes that isn't ending on a ladder hanger. I don't know, this feels of, pretty mostly. ladder hangery to me. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm going to regret that sister comment. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what the crew's plan is here on this island. Now that they have a little more information, you can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. Before I thank Robert Hupf and all of you this week, like we usually do in our outro, I just one more time want to thank so very much Samwise Gamgee uh, for consulting with me. You should absolutely check out all of Samwise's awesome stuff by following them on Twitter at at the Samwisest. You can also check out their Twitch channel, Heroes Without Limits, by going to at H Without Limits on Twitter or twitch.tv slash H Without Limits. Also, you should absolutely check out Able Gamers by going to ablegamers.com or following them on Twitter at ablegamers. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bazira, Kit, Bria, Ayunda Polik. Happy gaming, y'all. Mm-hmm.
flick 